The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. A Monday is upon us, a wet, cool one at that. Strong Nielsen joins us with Smart Yield. And as we look at this weather forecast, they're telling us in the studios we're going to start to see a warm-up, which means very soon, eventually, you'll be able to get into the fields. But, Troy, that kind of leads into my first thought for the final bell today. They're not in the fields today. They are looking at their combines, sitting out in the fields. The question is, how are you going to market this crop, the crop that maybe you picked before the rains hit or what you still have to complete? So as you talk to folks, where are we at? How do you go about marketing this year's crop? Yeah, that's a great question, and I think it's on everybody's mind as a producer right now, Susan. Um, there, there, you know, you, there's corn out there, there's soybeans out there. That it's either one of two things: you've either got it contracted for for uh, for delivery, or you don't have. And if you have it contracted, more than likely you did that, that back in the spring or early summer, and you're pretty happy you did. Hope, hopefully, guys did a lot of it as far as percentage wise. Um, with the yields we're hearing coming out on corn and soybeans, those those percentages contracted are probably less than they anticipated because the yields are really good. Um, for the most part, we're hearing really solid yields on beans and, and outstanding corn yields. And that's throughout most of Nebraska where we work uh, anywhere from Lincoln to the Gothenburg and then uh, down to the Kansas border. It's a pretty wide area of really solid yield. And, and there's... There, then the uncontracted grain, you know, if you pot or if you purchase some put op, um, options earlier in the year or something along those lines and put a hedge under it, it's really simple. At this point, you're going to be unwinding those hedges as you're selling that grain. And then um, storage and how long you want to store it, how much carry you can pick up in that market, all of those factors come into play. But the other factor that you're going to hear a lot about is Guys are going to want re-ownership opportunities on corn and soybeans. And, and what, what I look at all, not just the price, um, maybe the technical picture at the time, but I look at the timing and the seasonal, seasonalities of the market. And so, you know, seasonally, we're in a period of time right now where corn and soybeans could be re-owned. Um, and that's typically when it's a good opportunity to re-own. Um, what I would be really careful with is, going um going not going out far enough on the re-ownership opportunities you've got to got to give these markets an opportunity to work time-wise and for demand to kick back in so then i'm I'm curious troy you talked about the re-ownership obviously you don't want to try to re-own in december because as you mentioned before that's we're still harvest month in that but how far out do you go are you looking may beyond may what are your thoughts yeah, exactly. I I, uh, I would go to a minimum to May, just because you're talking new crop opportunities, new crop issues. Um, there's going to be that the corn and soybean acre race or competition, if you will, and then it also gives um, the world a chance to come in after our commodities here in the next four to five months um, and, and purchase those. And as we see trade agreements come together, that's definitely going to help um, our export capabilities. So I think you have to give it a lot of time, just like you've said, and you've got to be patient with that. It's not going to happen overnight, and uh, I wouldn't put too much pressure on yourself to buy the low 
if you will. I would say, simply say, hey, at harvest time, uh, we're well within the lower part of the range of this market. Um, it, it could be done at any time, as long as you don't risk too much money on it. Um, re-ownership can be done um, and, and be patient and get it out there for a long period of time. I'd even look at going out to July. Do we see the basis for corn staying kind of sideways because of the weather that we've had causing some limitations on the weakness in the market? Yeah, I think we do right now. Um, what I think that, that's, that's something we're going to see uh, fluctuate quite a bit here. Bean basis is a little tough out there right now. Uh, that's for sure. We've seen that for a few weeks now. Um, and with a little bit of rain delays, I think the middle of this week, the weather's supposed to clear up here in central Nebraska. But up in that upper Midwest, Illinois, and that area, Indiana, Ohio, they're supposed to get some continued rains here for the next several days. That could, you know, impact our futures prices here for a few more days as well. Um, but I think basis, once we get going on, on harvest here in this area, it's going to happen pretty fast and furiously. And so I think basis could get to be a, um, a more challenging issue here in the near, near term, that's for sure. Have you heard any any talks, discussions of elevators being nervous about space? Yeah, absolutely. When guys are talking about the yields that there are out there right now, whether it's a test plot or early early you know wet corn coming out, going to feedlots, or even some um, um, getting into some some other harvest, they're, they're, the the yields are, are exceptional. Um, and because I think we didn't have it, maybe there wasn't as much additional bin space built at least here in Nebraska, that we saw here in this last year. And part, part of that was marketing in the last few years has been a little bit tougher. Profits haven't been quite as large as they were. And so, um, and with steel prices up, maybe we haven't added on to our, our uh, storage capabilities here, and then all of a sudden we're, we're seeing larger yields. So definitely we're, we're going to have some space issues here. The other thing is that harvest happens so much faster now than it used to. Once we have open window of opportunity, uh, guys are going to go really hard with faster equipment, and I think the, the elevators could get plugged up pretty quick. And I think this is a perfect time to take advantage of, of doing that marketing because you can't be in the fields because it's too wet. So take this downtime and be productive time in talking with your commodity broker. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think not only just unwinding what you, what you already have in place, hopefully for this year, um, that you're getting ready to harvest or in the middle of harvest, but take a look at next year. When you look at November soybeans, uh, maybe you wouldn't get quite so excited um, on uh, soybeans as you would corn. November beans are at 920 for 2019. 2019 December corn is just a couple of cents, less than two cents away from the $4 mark. Stick around, folks. We've got more coming up on the Fontenelle Final Bell. We'll look at some NAFTA talk as well here on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Troy Nielsen joins us with Smart Yield out of Kearney. You and I were just talking. Obviously, NAFTA, not called NAFTA anymore. It's USMCA. That's going to be hard to, to rattle up for a while. But then the old NAFTA, as everything came in late last night, markets reacted today. But today's market reactions, you're telling me, Troy, aren't all about NAFTA like we had originally thought it might be. Yeah, that's exactly right. I'm pretty tickled that we did come up with some trade agreements. That's always good for the U.S. here uh, with Mexico and with Canada. 
Um, it's the old NAFTA, of course, like you said, USMCA. It's going to take a while to get used to that. But they came up with an agreement. I'm tickled that they did. Um, I think that really kind of sparked our markets this morning. Um, didn't do so much on the overnight trade last night, but the day session got rolling pretty good. Uh, corn ended up nine and a half higher on the front month. Soybeans on the front month, nine and three quarters. So if you look at percentage wise, um, that's a 1.5 or 1.15 increase on soybeans for the day on futures. On December corn futures, it's a 2.67% increase. So we were, it was more, there was more impact on the corn today than it was on the soybeans. So in my opinion, I don't think that's all on the new trade agreement. I think some of it sparked it, but my opinion is maybe we, we, it might be the, uh, the funds maybe uh, lifting some of their short, getting out of some of their short corns because they still came into this month with a net short position on corn and soybeans. Um, funds might be re- uh, relinquishing some of their short positions. Uh, and, and so consequently, we're up here testing the highs or the recent highs around that 370. Uh, I think that'd be the next target on December corn. Um, and if that's taken out, the next bump up, that next high that we had was 388. Um, but if, if those don't, if that, if that 370 hold, I think we very well could get a little bit of ebb and flow in this market, pull it back around that 350, 352 range, something like that on December corn. As we look to, to South America, obviously early plantings are underway, but it has been kind of a quiet early planting for them. Yeah, yeah. A month ago, it was all uh, South America was the talk. And of course, here in the U.S., what we hear right now and what we're uh, focusing on is the largest corn crop in the world. And so, impactfully, our crops are taking center stage at this point. But um, yet, that's something we really need to keep an eye on. I think that um, the other wild card that really could um, could will be a big factor in our markets. We we don't we don't want to lose focus on China and the tariff situation we have there. Uh, hopefully that will get resolved at some point and we'll get back into normal trade. So those are issues we still have to keep on the back burner with what's South America and then all, what's going on with the China trade talks. And at this point, there's nothing going on um, newsworthy-wise that we see um, with those trade talks. Wheat complex, I'm looking at the, kind of the winter wheat at the moment. Taking advantage of these this waterfall that we're having, maybe some optimism for this crop? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we, we've come off of that low that we had back there, you know, um, gosh, it was, I'm going to say, right around the second week of September, we've come off of those lows. Um, and, and we're in a pretty good range on wheat at this point. I'm looking at the uh, December, uh, the Chicago wheat, not the, it, it's not Kansas City, it's the Chicago wheat. But we've come off those lows from the second week of September um, we traced back down, and I, I think there's a potential to see demand continue building. Um, and it's that time of year where exports can typically pick up, demand picks up. And I think you can see that wheat market um, build on an uptrend at this point. Let's jump over to the livestock side of the trade action. We saw some nice, strong gains in the hog market. Hopefully that's a little bit of NAFTA influence going on there. But the cattle have seen some struggles and you're saying it could be like that as we get full into this fourth quarter. Yeah, I think so. Um, we, we've really moved up, and I'm looking at, for example, the November feeder cattle that um, back in August were as low as 146 level. 
um, and and then we have moved up considerably. Or we're at 159 here. Um, pulled back off of that last week, and today pulled charged right back up over 159 by a few cents. Um, we're starting to get overbought technically, and then and if you look at the live cattle, uh, that was your feeders, your live cattle on December. Much of the same story. We had a low back here uh, in August. We've moved up dramatically since then. That was in that 111. Here we are at 119 level today. Um, getting a little bit overbought, and if you look at the, the technical picture on the livestock, I also look at the seasonals. Uh, Weather is always an impact, but seasonally, um, we're right in a period of time here, say like in the next uh, week to week to um, week and a half, that, that that cattle market can typically start moving down. All right, what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Yeah, here in Kearney, Smart Yield 308-234-6805. That is a look at the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. It's being brought to you by Fontenelle and all your local Fontenelle dealers. Have a good start to the rest of the week. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.